Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. This is episode 232 of Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I am Seamart, here to let you know all about today's episode. This week, we are talking with now officially recurring guest, Nick Marino, who's making his fourth appearance on the show. He's here to talk about his new book, The Evil Life, uh, as well as uh, his part of a new anthology that's going to be on Kickstarter soon. Uh, that's called Laserbird. Uh, you should absolutely check out both of those projects when you get a chance. Uh, I'm officially recommending them. They get the Seamart uh, seal of approval. Um, so check them out when you get a chance. Um, but without further ado, let's just jump right into this. Um, just we're so grateful to have Nick back. He's always great to talk to. Uh, and I uh, hope you enjoy Transmissions from the Evil Lair with Nick Marino. Yeah, nothing, nothing has changed dramatically since the last time we talked. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think so here either. I can't remember the last time we talked, though. Honestly, it's been a while. It's been like I want to say at least a year and a half, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, uh, well uh, you know, do you have any questions on anything or anything? No, I'm, um, I'm ready to jump in. <laughs> uh, did you Did you see Battle Angel Alita? No, no. We we just said it the other day. Like, that I like I completely forgot about that movie. Yeah, and like it's like I can't believe it's not out yet, like to view on like digital or like DVD. I want to say it was just coming out on digital. I saw a commercial for it the other day. So it's not, you know what? I think it's digital only to buy right now, and it's out tomorrow. Okay. But um, my wife Rosie gets all the screamers nowadays, and. They they sent us a Blu-ray of it and it's so bad. Like, oh really? Like, no. I th- I thought. Are you, have, did you guys ever read the manga? I did. I I feel like if you read the manga and liked it, it's hard to like this movie. Oh no! Oh man! But that's but I do have a friend who's like a diehard and he likes both. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. it's kind of like the Resident Evil conundrum where it's like I appreciate the movies as. Mm. Mm-hmm. than the games they're not the same thing i understand that <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like a me not being like familiar with the anime like maybe i might enjoy it i mean it looked really cool the visuals were really cool um, i thought the trailers to me actually do look better than the movie i think oh uh, yeah yeah they're yeah that's that's like seems to be happening more and more like these days because they just put everything good in the trailer like <laughs> you know, hoping you go and see the movie and when you, you know you, I mean, inevitably you're disappointed when you get there but hey, I could be wrong. I mean, you guys might like it. I just, you know, I figured if you said any questions, so I just, you know, that was my question. <laughs> you know, the one the one movie that I'm very um, scared of based off the trailers? Yeah. I, I feel like the Frozen 2 trailer is really fucking yeah. It's like, I feel like it can be really good or terrible. 
Like, yeah, I can see that. Sell out. And I'm like, I just want it to be good, man. I also wears pants. Like, that's that's liberating to me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're going the way with Elsa that they did with, like, Eleven in season two of Stranger Things, where she was, like, emo for, like, five minutes and all, like, <laughs> angry. <laughs> I hope that they don't, like, pair her off with a man. I hope that she's, like, either, like, by herself flying solo again or, like, a raging lesbian. That's That's my hopes <laughs> for this film. I feel like they would go with either of those options before the the pairing off, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I feel like if they put over the man, everyone's gonna flip out. So. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I don't by, by yourself a raging lesbian. Those are options, Disney. I was just gonna feel like Disney is like intentionally pushing buttons at this point just to trigger like conservatives and you know other types <laughs> like like a black mermaid. Like, why were people so they were like she can't be that doesn't make sense when yeah. she's right and I'm like it's a mermaid yeah. it's not real <laughs> so yeah like I feel like Nick's right like the, the, the last thing they would do is like give her like a traditional like you know, like some dude rides in and like saves her at the last minute like, yeah, I what if she hooks weird. up with a sandwich because she loves sandwiches now that that's Anna, that song Anna that, likes that would definitely I knew be, that like, you know <laughs> Like, on the forefront of, like, you know, openness as far as, like, gender fluidity. Like, you know, hey, some days you just love a sandwich. Like, are you saying I don't identify as a sandwich? Like, you racist? Like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't don't even know the difference between the two of them. I've been outed. Elsa's the (laughs) ice one with the white hair. Or is it blonde? I like to think it's white. That's my... And the sandwich is the one with the lettuce and bread. The same yeah, right. with the lettuce and bread. Anna is her sister, and she's the one with the braids that says we finish each other's sandwiches. That one. Yeah, the sandwich song. The sandwich song. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're you know enough of the uh, the, the speculative politics of, uh, of, of Frozen, Frozen Two. two. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, not what this podcast is about. Yeah, what? we are. We're blessed today with a with a recurring uh, not a recurring guest, a returning guest. Uh, reunited, damn it, and it feels so good. Uh, I think it's just like your fourth time back, possibly, on the show. That sounds about right. Yeah. That, that's not enough to get recurring status yet. Yeah, it's like, it would be like <laughs> yeah. also featuring. I, yeah. This like, is the, the official moment I will dub you recurring guest Nick Marino. <laughs> yeah. Like very slowly recurring, like really, really slowly. You're like the wacky neighbor on the sitcom that we got a lot of good mail about, like last season, so you're going to be on more this season. You're, oh my God, <laughs> Nick, you are our Kimmy Gibbler. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I'll be your Gibbler. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, we were just talking. It's it's been definitely a while. Um, I mean, the last time you were, guys were here, you and Daniel were here last time. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say it was for maybe the last round of like stuff you were doing for um, uh, Holy Fuck, Holy Fuck. Wow. Yeah, yeah. God, that feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Wow. <laughs> Moment of reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you've uh, you've got a couple things uh, uh, you know kind of brewing today. Um, we'll hit the ground running, man. What's uh, what have you been working on since uh, since we last talked to you? Well, you know, it's I'll tell you exactly what I'm doing right now. As we're talking, I'm playing around in Photoshop and slapping a title on a promo image for a webcomic that is new to the world but very, very, very old to me called The Evil Life and. We're doing it in volumes, and this first volume is called Growing Evil, and it's about these three characters. Um, their names at this point haven't really all been fully revealed, so I'll, I'll call them Student, Prince, and Alien. And they're, they're sort of viewed by supervillains 
viewed, excuse me, viewed as supervillains by the people around them or the world around them. And, and it's sort of a story about how they grow into this role that other people are assigning to them and then how they slowly assign their own uh, desires and dreams and goals on themselves and kind of break free of that designation. Yeah, yeah, I, I read the first uh, the six, first six, uh, excuse me, first six chapters today. Yeah, um, yeah, not too many spoilers. Only the first three are out. Oh, oh really? Okay, so yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I won't say anything about the uh, the. Um, <laughs> the I don't know if there's anything really spoilery in there. Um, I mean, it, it, yeah, right. I noticed that the second chapter is kind of like there's like a time jump. Everybody's like kind of a little bit older. Uh, not the mm-hmm. second chapter, but the second mm-hmm. series of uh, yeah, the, the second set of three that I sent you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it does like you know it does start off with the, like, these three separate people who are just kind of labeled like yeah you know they're I, my favorite is the prince who's just like the basically like the you know the the son who's like with the overbearing parents who just like want him to be like you know want him to carry on the family business and like he's just, like I just know like yeah he was they they want him to be like an evil sorcerer emperor and he just wants to be a mad scientist i'm like i get it it's cool sometimes it'd be like that you know yeah exactly i love that they're treating it with like the level of banality of like him being an accountant (laughs) like you know it's just like (laughs) yeah like why aren't you like doing this it's just what we do (laughs) yeah like why wouldn't you go into the family business i think that's the expectation that a lot of people face or if it's not specifically family business it's why aren't you fulfilling the expectations of your parents or whoever it is that raised you, you know? Honestly, it's a concept that it's like, to me, it seems like so familiar that it's like, I've seen it before, but I haven't, you know, it's yeah. like something it's like, oh, why doesn't this exist? Well, now it does. Well, I would, I would like to hope that, that when somebody reads it and they experience that, um, POV, it feels familiar, but it feels like they're seeing a unique representation of that familiar. Yeah. Yeah, like definitely, uh, definitely a less controversial subject than holy fuck and holy fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is like a, I don't I I've spent I've been doing projects that are more all ages now, and I spend a lot of time learning about the way that people put the age demographics on these and in, in both the comic business and the book business. Mm-hmm. And I think this story would be what they call middle grade, which basically means it's like I don't know, like slightly older kids and up. I mean, it's not, it's not like... It's not young adult, no, but it's like the step exactly. before like, you get to young adult, yeah. for sure. It's yeah. like, um, it's on the same, like, plane for me, like, looking through it as, like, um, I don't know if you've read Nimona. I don't think I have, no, but I am familiar with it. It's awesome. And I've heard very good this things. This is awesome as well. And I love Thank the art, also. My collaborator, Nils Petter Norlin, I am just so thrilled to be working with him, and it's actually... This is our first book we've done together, but we've got a whole other second book that's, I think he's always, maybe on page 130 of it. Oh my God. Uh, so we, we moved, he moved on from this project years ago, and I've slowly been lettering and putting it together. And it was weird because we met each other through podcasting, because he followed a podcast that my friends did, and, and I had my own, so we, we got to know each other for that. And we did a few. Sh- we did you know, one short story together on my old web comic called Super Haters, which is a predates Holy Fuck by Many Moons. <laughs> and uh, we we really enjoyed working together on that. So then we started working on the Evil Life, which was totally different at the time. It was going to be three eight-page stories about each one of these characters, and then that was it. And it was it was called Super Villainy, 
and that was just going to be the end of it. And then we'd just see what happened. But we started working on it, and it started turning into this massive thing. And now I think, I think maybe we started in 2012. I think it's been seven years. Okay, so it's been like on and off the back burner then, like throughout. No, that's the weirdest thing is it wasn't really on and off. We powered through it slowly but steadily, <laughs> and we just decided we'd finish the whole thing before we put it out. And then we just kind of got caught up in other stuff as soon as we the art was wrapped on this, and uh, and it just took me a long time to get around to lettering it and and making sense out of it because we had to kind of reorder some of the chapters and other things like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really written chronologically, all <laughs> <Pulp> fiction style. <laughs> yeah, no, it really it was written like that. It was very funny. We'd be like, we'd finish a story and then we'd be like, what do we do next? We're like. Should we do one that takes place before or after? So then it's been a big process of me going back through it and being like, okay, now I've got to go back and change dialogue in the beginning so that it feels like it's like foreshadowing or referencing something that's going to take place, you know, 50 pages later or whatever. It's not pages, though, because it's, it's all the same panel size, you know? Um, I really, uh, the, the art style uh, Amanda was saying is really, uh, she dug it, it really struck me too. It almost seems like, Kind of like the Disney afternoon type of animation style, but a little bit more like <laughs> twisted, you know? That's a good, I like that. That's really good, actually. I think, I, I hope Mills would appreciate that too. I think he yeah, would. Yeah, I do mean that. Yeah, like, no, like, it's very no, I thought you did. It's kind of like stylistically kind of what I like about the, I always talk about the Rick and Morty comics. I, I love like the mm-hmm. art in them because it's just like reminiscent of the show while still being like different. And it's kind of like the cute and fucked up, like at the same time. Yeah. Like, Kind yeah. of thing where it's like cute but like a little creepy and that's like my whole aesthetic so like i i totally dig this art like i'm well thank you guys very very much and that is exactly what we're going for in fact so much so i'm not going to say the name of this second project we're working on but what you said is so even close to the name of what we're working on for that next project which is about a bunch of koalas underwater uh, <laughs> in a submarine so uh, it's it's definitely something we're moving forward on is that vibe and and I'm really glad that it was something that that you guys kind of recognized immediately that combination of kind of like cute and creepy or cute and grotesque or I don't exactly know what the second word would That's be. That's like but. my whole like thing. It's like that should be like <laughs> when you look up that in the dictionary, it should be like a picture of me like cute but also grotesque. <laughs> like that's kind of what it is. But um, I don't know I really I dig it and uh, I haven't read I only read the first part, but not the second part. Okay. So no well, thanks for checking it out. I appreciate it. You know, it's 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 fun to be able to talk about this stuff, especially when you've been slogging on it for years in silence. Um, where did this? You know, where did the concept for this come from? Is this like something you guys maybe hatched together, or is it just like you know something that you had on your own, or? Because it's definitely you have definitely have the best concepts for comics. And I know, really, sure. like things Thank you would you. never think of in a million years, <laughs> like and are just fun. Yeah. Thanks. Well, that's right. I try to do something that I feel like um, I would really enjoy to read, but I haven't seen somebody else do in the same way. I'm not saying I get these aren't like wholesale, you know, the most original thing of all time. There's we're definitely referencing other supervillains here, mm-hmm. but uh, but I like to think that we kind of make an original combination with this one. I think the idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm time traveling. Um, in my, I'm trying to remember what I was thinking at the time. So it was called Super Villainy. Oh, I remember. It was really simple. <laughs> I don't really think this is like... I don't want to be too precious about it because it doesn't really matter if it's a spoiler or not. If you read it and you enjoy it, that's all that matters. But like, I'll say what the original concept is, which was 
the idea was three supervillains, but they're roommates. And they're sort of like roommates in just kind of like an apartment. And it's sort of like, it kind of sucks being supervillains. Like, it's just not working that well for them. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then it kind of expanded where we wanted to see what their lives were like long before they found each other. So, spoiler alert, they're going to find each other at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and then it just kind of grew from there. It was just, this was an interesting experience because I used to design stories saying this is our, this is what I want my plot to be. So how the characters are going to feel and how they're going to behave. We're going to kind of use, we're going to use the plot to determine how they're going to feel about things. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so I guess plot driven or if you will. And I remember I had this, I went to this one like art meetup once and I met this young artist and she was saying, She's been doing all these paintings, and she doesn't know why she was doing them. She hasn't shown them to anyone, and and I was like, well, you know, like, what what do you enjoy about them? And she was like, I just wanted to be in that world. But she's like, but now I've got these paintings done, and I feel like, is it like a failure if I don't like sell them or show them to people? And I was like, well, if your goal was just to be in that world, yeah, then, then you've accomplished your goal. Like you did it. That's so cool. It, yeah. You know. All the yeah. other stuff is just secondary. And I, and I thought to myself at the time, I was like, I don't, I don't know what that's like, but that was that, I made it sound like I was saying something cool. And then, I, <laughs> then years later, I look back on it, and I think my goal was to really just spend time with these characters, so that's what I've done. I, I, it sounds weird, but it's what happened. No, it's, it's one of those things where you like, it's like, it's like the question of, like, well, how do you become a writer? You write. Exactly. Like you don't, yeah. Just, yeah. Like there's no other way. Like you just don't. It doesn't like happen. There's no ceremony. Like you just do it, and then like it's there. Like you know. So it, yeah, you know, you're you're writing, and like you said, you're writing in this case not because you want to be a writer, not because you want you know to sell something. You're writing to get this one specific thing. So if you've done that, everything else is gravy. Like you know. Yeah. It's a yeah, story I mean that's how it feels. Like a story that needs to be told. Yeah, know? yeah. It's like you've done that, and you've put. You put them out there, and if other people enjoy it, that's yeah. There's a reason you're doing it, and it, it might not be evident to you right now. It, it was like another, another one's like writery things, like in school where they used to make us like in like a lot of writing classes, like okay, you know, for the first five minutes of class, just write about something. You know, yeah. if you don't have anything to write about, write about why you can't write. Like as mm -hmm. long as you're doing it, whatever you, what's really on your mind is going to come out. Whatever you want to say will be there. Just keep at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's yeah. always good to, like, have something that, like, makes you happy or that, like, you have fun doing because when you start doing things, like, for other people, like, like, if you're doing a bunch of, like, you know, paid things and you're, like, helping other people with, like, the writing or you have these assignments or if you're going to yeah. school, like, no matter what it is, it's always, like, important to find something that's, like, writing for you, too. Because mm -hmm. then if it's, like, if it, if it becomes a... I'm doing this to get this done because of this deadline and because I need to make money. Business, and, you know, yeah, it's that's just when it's thing. not fun anymore. So yeah. it's yeah. good to like counterbalance with like, you know, that sort of stuff. I don't know. That was my little soapbox. <laughs> no, no, I hear you. I mean, I think maybe the problem in my life is I don't have the counterbalance. I've been fortunate in that I just spend a lot of time <laughs> telling these stories that are just for me. And then sometimes it gets to the stage when they're. I'm like, well, they don't have to be just for me, and then I don't know what to do with them after that. It gets a little... <laughs> I don't know how I got Somebody here. What happened? Somebody sell my stuff. It's fine. Like, <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. That's me. Oh, yeah. I, I wish. I need... adults today. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> um, and 
There's something about your writing, too. It's just, like, you know, even through these other characters, it's like you just have such a flair for, like, you know, the delivery of, like, the lines. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, it's perfectly, like, his personality. Like, you know, just but, like, in different facets, if that makes sense, too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. You know, it's there's a common voice with like different faces is what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, no, like it all blends together and it's like they're very different personalities and you know none of them are all like you know yeah. all like Nick, but you, <laughs> he's just got this flair like for that. And, you, know. <laughs> you feel like yeah, I get it, I get. It. Well, hey, I uh, it's it's not by design. I don't. It's just you know it just happens. I think you, you know because it's just it's me who's, who's thinking of what they're saying. <laughs> But um, but that's one of my favorite things is when you can read somebody's work and not even see a credit on it, and you think, oh, yeah, I know, I I know that feel, I know that touch. So I'm, I'm glad that it works. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, it's definitely like you know, you have a brand. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to switch gears and talk about the other the other uh, project that you guys sent me. Uh, this is the one that's on Kickstarter now, right? Uh, Laserbird. Yeah, it's it's for an anthology called Bun and Tea. That I never thought they would ever accept this comic to be a part of it. That's so weird. First of all, it's a cute it's, name, Bon and T. It's, it's, it's fun, right? And uh, I don't want to tell me about it. I'm more into the tea, <laughs> but but I do like I like a bread bun a lot. <laughs> so and like a like rabbit, I'm like like a bunny. Yeah, I'm cool with a bunny. Yeah. And uh, this one, uh, my my friend Claire who I got to know um, to my wife, Rosie, who, who writes for Women Write About Comics, and Claire used to be the editor-in-chief over at that website. She said she wanted to start a serialized comics magazine. Uh, so, you know, like a, like a periodical anthology, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just finished doing this short story for my buddy James, shout out to James F. Wright, for an anthology that he did that was like people who primarily write but drawing their childhood characters. All right. And I haven't I haven't drawn in a in a while. I hadn't told my own story in a while. And I was like, but I'll do the story for for James because I found a I found like a I don't know if you guys ever did this growing up. They gave us these weird like hardcover, but they only have like ten or twenty pages in them, but it's blank. Oh and they're gosh. like, here, kids, write a book. I love those. That was like my the highlight they're of my cool, childhood. They're right? cool, yeah. right? Yeah. How do they do that anymore? I don't know. That was awesome, though. So I found this thing, and I decided the comic I did for James's anthology called Left-Handed Compliments, I would just do a continuation of that story because my story never ended in that little book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just picking it up, you know, 30-ish years after I did the first one. And... <laughs> <laughs> And I had a lot of fun drawing it. And when Claire said she was looking for stories for this thing, I was like, well, she's probably going to say no because my, my art is very raw. But I was like, you know, I know she's kind of into some experimental shit. So let's see what she thinks. And she said yes. And I'm really thrilled because I've had the best time um, working on Laserbird, which is very like, um, I feel like this is the right word, but I, sometimes I get words wrong, extemporaneous. Ooh, that's a good word. That's, a, that's an SAT yeah. word. Congratulations. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like, like you kind of like, you're doing it off the top of your head, like it's a little bit like uh, improvisational and maybe a bit subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Rosie. She says without preparation. Yes. 
<laughs> okay, well, there is a lot of preparation. Say I made this all up off the top of my head. <laughs> I pulled this out my ass. <laughs> now, there has been preparation, but it's very, there's a lot of improvisation and spontaneity to it, and, and I've had fun with it, and hopefully I'm bringing, like, a kind of weird, interesting thing to this book, which will have, if you see Laserbird, will have far more polished stories accompanying it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely really trippy and like. Oh, I love it. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> thank you. Like, eat a bag of mushrooms and then. Read I was gonna it. say it's like weird, cute again. That's the yeah, same. Yeah, this kind of is, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> so wait, you drew that? That's like. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Thanks, bud. Yeah, I was just like, what do I like to draw? So I just write it into this story. The uh, so like the look of the trees, how they looked, kind of like. There was like visuals inside the trees of they each one like telling a little story like it was really crazy I really, I really dug that like um, thank you yeah yeah no, definitely uh, and like I, usually I'm I'm the type of person where like when stuff's getting just weird I'm like the first person to like okay I'm done like I'll, I'll, be, the, I'll be the first person to admit like I need to be told a story like I'm a child just you know lay it out for me but yeah no I I, I don't know if I'm getting you know just like a, something developing in my older age but like. I'm kind of more open to that now, and so this was like really, like really right in that sweet spot for me. Can I also? I also yeah. the other thing that I was going to say about Laserbird is the first thing I looked at it and I saw it, and I remembered for some reason like the thing that my brain flashed back to was I used to get Nickelodeon magazine, and they would have yeah. like comics in there, like yeah, and like sometimes they would become like weird like shorts like on the Nickelodeon channel. Yes, you know I was going to say yeah, like. Oh. Every now and again, like three in the morning, you would like turn on Nickelodeon for some reason, and like you would catch a weird, like short animation thing. And that's what this is to me. Like, yeah, I remember seeing like nostalgic feel. Like the most famous one I ever saw was uh, Godzilla vs. Bambi. I think everybody has like run across that Whoa. one. Yeah, that was. I've never heard of good. that. That sounds lit. It's, it's you've never. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm looking I thought up. this was like one of those things that everybody knew, just because like it was. It was just like a weird, maybe like ten second animation clip. And it would just be on Nickelodeon every now and again, like at weird hours. But it's just like a deer. It's like a black and white, like you know, pencil drawing of like a deer, yeah. like drinking at a stream. And then this giant Godzilla foot just comes and stomps it and like walks away. And that's, mm. the end of the, that's the end of the cartoon. Yeah, I think I do remember that. Yeah, but you would catch weird stuff like that, like. Yeah, they did. Only if it stomped the deer and then it became the Nickelodeon Splat logo, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice, really got slimed. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I think what Nickelodeon Nickel Nickelodeon launched, especially I remember in the early years, they have way more weird experimental stuff on there. Yeah, it was definitely just let's throw a bunch of stuff out there and like whatever sticks stick. Because I, I remember there used to be like weird British shows. Yep. Um, there was like this British, like kind of sci-fi horror show called The Third Eye. That sounds like something I would love. Yeah, I've never heard of it, but I don't know. Maybe I just ripped it off with Laserbird. I don't know. Maybe I just <laughs> <laughs> blocked it out and then no, it, I don't just, know. it has that nostalgic feel, like the like weird trippy Rocco's Modern Life kind of feel. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I guess it kind of does, doesn't? It? I mean, that makes sense. I I grew up around all the time that that stuff was coming out, so you know, <laughs> it wasn't. There's no conscious influence in any of that in particular but uh i'm sure there's a ton of subconscious stuff I have a just question. trying to have fun i have a question that's kind of off topic but oh, also hey. on topic because we were talking about nick's comedy and how he's got like this this flair this style um <laughs> my favorite thing that nick does is that 
the emails that that oh <laughs> oh yeah can i just say I, like i haven't yeah. i have not i've not been on facebook so i have not been keeping up with the email sagas oh you day. like the but, delta airlines one was it delta the clothing one? Oh. No, you know that was like Chase Bank or something like that. Oh, uh, I can't. I can barely even remember. They really did look like uh, airline attendants, though, didn't they? Yeah, that was like Wait, your like Led Zeppelin you? four of like you know <laughs> like email pranks. Wait, but can you let me know about that? Because I don't. I miss everything now that I'm not on Facebook. That one got weird. Yeah, I know. I barely use Facebook anymore, too. In fact, I almost only use it to post my funny emails. Actually, that's mainly the only thing that happened. So. I've got a really generic email address. It's just nickmarino at gmail. And even though you may not know other Nick Marinos in your life, there are a lot of us. Like, there's like a lot of us. We it's a very, for we are yeah, it's a very generic name. In fact, I met some dude working at the, working at the register. This, we got this shop called Tilly's out here in SoCal. And he said to me when I, when I like gave him my info to log into the, like, you know, the customer account, he's like, He's like, yeah, I've met like six other Nick Marinos. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Finally, somebody is validating me for, for what I, I see all the time. I know and, that uh, <laughs> And other people use my email as like a dumping ground for shit they don't want. But also, people just like get it wrong. You know, if they're like sending an email from a company to an employee, they'll just forget to add whatever the number is in their Gmail. You know, like 629 or whatever shit it would be. And so... With the Chase Bank one, I don't even, I don't even think it was Chase Bank who emailed me. It was, do you guys remember Land's End? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, it's, 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 it's coming back to me now, too. Was, yeah. They wanted you to order Land. I, oh, let me, I don't want to step on your story. Go for it. No, 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 it's okay. Look, so Land's End, they were like a big catalog in the 90s. I guess they're still going. I don't know who orders stuff from there. But they were like, kind of like, I don't know, like a... Like a less hip J Crew, right? Yeah. And and so I get an email from them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, L L Bean, that's it, not J Crew. I don't even know what J Crew is actually now that I think about it. <laughs> and so they emailed me, which was a real blast from the past, speaking in the nineties. And I was like, What the fuck are they talking about? So like normally when I get the weird email, I just kinda like try to send them like a funny response back first as kinda like you know, like, are they going to be, are they going to pick up immediately or are they going to be like a little bit dense with this? So they didn't pick up immediately and it just kept going and snowballing. And it turns out that they thought I was a Chase Bank employee that needed to order official clothing through them. Because that's apparently what you wear when you work at Chase Bank is lands and clothes. And so it got to the point where the woman on the other end. She sent like a PDF to fill out with like my sizes, and I sent it back with all kinds of wacky sizes in it, and she still didn't pick up on it. And uh, and then she sent me a link to their catalog, and then I figured out how you could get the employee login to the catalog. It was like a weird back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I just figured out how to do it. I don't even remember how. And so I logged in, and I was going through the site, and I was like, "How far do I want to take this?" Like, she hasn't picked up yet. Yourself all these yeah. And I was like, I don't even know if I would get it, but I guess Nick Marino at Chase Bank would get it. Maybe he'd like it. So I kept saying to her, I was suggesting that I put together the craziest outfit, like this weird scarf, this really bizarre blouse, these like really super boring pants. And then she was just like, I don't, she's like, I don't think that your allocation will allow you to get all that. And I was just like, wow, she's really, 
I don't know if she's just completely checked out from her job or what, but uh, eventually got to the point where it went on for so long that I had to tell her I was the wrong person, which is I've almost never done. <laughs> like, look, You're like, I'm all sorry. right, the jig is up, lady. I can't <laughs> take this anymore. <laughs> I think I wrote her like a big note. You know, I don't know what I said. Like, I've got to step away from the job for a while and I'll be on sabbatical or something. I don't know what I said. It was silly. <laughs> so you quit but she didn't email me back. So. She didn't email you back. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh yeah. man, that's great. Yeah. That's like you should write a book about all of the fucking emails that you get. <laughs> yeah, well, they're all still in my email, so <laughs> you've got extensive notes. So, you know, whoever does books of the emails, I guess hit me up. I I got a book for you. <laughs> oh, do you remember there was this? There used to be this book series when I was a kid that it was like letters from a nut. And he would write in to companies and like say all this like stupid shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I do remember that. It does feel a little bit like that. Oh my god, it was so good. So like, yeah, you could be like the next letters from the nut guy. Yeah, except I don't have to write to the companies; they write to me. It's yeah, really exactly. weird. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I wonder if like people, like like a few of my friends have like tried to like I sign me up for things. Yeah. And like, and cause, but you can kind of tell when it's like genuinely somebody who's clueless because they just send you something that's so out of the blue, like you could have never guessed it, you know, like, like yeah. lands and clothes for your Chase Bank. The one problem I do have, though, that I don't post about is there are a few people who email me two to three, maybe four times a year, and they genuinely think I'm their family member and they send me like private information. They don't even, they don't send me like a long email. It's not like, how have you been? But they're like, like, for not too long ago, this one dude, he forwarded me his, like, family's, like, spreadsheet of, like, passwords to all the websites that they log into. <laughs> First of all, who has that? Well, I know. That's, it's a bad idea. So if you're listening out there, other Marinos, stop doing it. But it was really weird because, like, I was like, let me see if this is a real person. And it definitely was. And I found his dad, Nick Marino, that he was trying to send it to. And I was like... What? I didn't. I don't even think I emailed him back. I was just like, I don't even want to get into this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not touching this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's a whole next level. That the same guy I think had sent me. They they have like a club somewhere, like um, I don't know, maybe like an Italian club or something like that. Because everybody's name who was in the list had an Italian last name. Yeah. And it, it, they sent me their name when they had last paid their dues to the club and how much they owed. And I was like, oh, jeez, <laughs> like <laughs> this is getting. They really did. And that, that was like maybe like the fifth or sixth time those people have emailed me. And trust me, the first time they did, I was like, you got the wrong person. But they just keep sending it to me. Oh, yeah, I, I, I have like, I have something like that going on at work um, where my desk phone is maybe like one digit off. From, <laughs> it's, it's a number like in the Department of Education where apparently you go to yell at people about not getting your diploma in the mail or something. Oh, okay. Yo, that yeah. is good. I was yeah. going to say, that sounds like uh, something that the Department of Education would have you. Yeah, yeah. So, like, every yeah. like every, like every like third or fourth phone call is just, like, somebody, like, hey, I sent you this money, like, I didn't get my, like, I, I'm sorry, like, you do not have the right number, like, this is not the Department of Education. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, but, yeah, and, like, when I tell them it's the wrong number, half the time the phone rings again, Two seconds later, yep. with the same person. Do they do they get mad at you when you tell them it's the wrong number? Like it's your fault. Sometimes it's just like click, hang up, and then other okay. times it's just like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Like I'm, you know, do you, like it happened to me today. Somebody asked me, "Do you know the number?" 
No, I don't know the number. That's what Google's for. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seriously. The weirdest wrong number thing that happens to Chris and I, which, like... Oh, this is a weird this one, is too. Weird, yeah. So... If we call his sister on her phone... On FaceTime. On FaceTime, 94% of the time, we call it, and it's this old couple. Yep. I know how that happened, because that was happening to me for a short period of time. Oh, really? How? Tell us. Okay. So it's... It's... You can have... It has to do with email addresses and phone numbers, right? Uh So if your FaceTime device is connected to your phone number, then you can use the phone number to ring it up. But if you've mistakenly added, because I know this because somebody's messed up and added my email address <laughs> to their iCloud account, and it, and it used to be for a short period of time that if somebody tried to FaceTime me, they would get this person who had mistakenly added my email address to their iCloud account. So somebody's got something messed up with I that. I think now that you mention it, I, when it's happened, I've tried. I've I pressed the email address on my sister's like contact info to get the call through instead of like the phone number so i think yeah that, so that must be why you're old people but they always answer that's the weird part yeah, like if really a number weird. you don't know is facetiming you why would you answer well she should be able to take care of that just by fixing up her her email situation with oh. apple but yeah because you can actually remove your email address from somebody else's iCloud if you have access to the email Huh, good to know. But yeah, yeah. it's like it's this elderly, like, you know, couple. Yeah, it's like a, they're it's very funny. nice. <laughs> but every time we call them, we're like, but like they answer FaceTime and they're like, smile and are like, hi. And it's not, it's not our sister. I'm just like, like oh, wait, oh, yeah. It's not our Do sister. they always answer together? Bo- yes. Both times, yeah, they have. <laughs> yeah. They're just like a happy old couple. Yeah. Always spending time once together. Once they were in a car and once they were like in a living room, yeah. Yeah, the second time we I, thought they were like sitting in like a little old people living room. It was yeah. cute. I like the idea that maybe they just add random email addresses to their iCloud to like get random FaceTime calls. Like, you know? Oh, that's sad because then it'd be like nobody calls them so they have to do that so people talk <laughs> yeah. to them. Wow, that's really sad. It's I'm like also like, so as we're sitting here talking, something just occurred to me. Like out there in the country, there's like this little like old elderly couple there's a nick marino working for like chase bank and like they keep having these weird like phone and email things happening to them and they don't know why and we are sitting here giving them the answer and like they may never they know, may never know. <laughs> that's so weird man that's, that's that's a lot. Like I could just see like a, you know, this just like a Nick Marino at Chase Bank, and it was like his first day on the job. He finally got that big job, you know. And, like you know, here's the uh, here's where you have to go for, uh, for you know to get your uniform. And, like, it never, is funny. It is seriously. You know what that, that one? Uniform. <laughs> <laughs> she just shows up wearing nothing. Oh, I forgot my uniform again. Lands and clothing, you're fired. <laughs> Marino, you're fired. <laughs> it's like with that with that one. I'm not. I actually know. You know what? That little punk, because I I actually know who it is because he's used my email before. That Chase one. Oh really? Nick Marino in Ohio. I'm watching your ass, by the way. Um, and uh, he he put my email address on the the thing. So it was like Inland's End. You could like on their on their login for your Chase employees, you put in your email address. But his little punk ass put my email address in because I guess he didn't want to get emails about it. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. 
Oh, Wait, wow. but in Chris's, can we just appreciate that in Chris's fantasy of the Chase Bank situation, that literally it was the boss from the Jetsons? Yeah. Like that, oh, yeah, like I like that. Inserted him. <laughs> he just inserted oh. him into this fantasy. And there are dozens of people like who are probably still wondering where their diploma is. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Yeah. <laughs> We're never going to get that diploma. Oh, it's wow. like calling and trying to get your diploma, but then you get some guy who doesn't know where the fuck it is. <laughs> what if you, what if you like said to them, you're like, we know about your situation with the diploma, and we're working on it, and we want you to know how important your education is to us. <laughs> that would be better than half of the employees that work at the Department of Very Education. Very sorry about that. Please check your uh, email in four to ten business days. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just really fuck up their lives. Like, <laughs> You'd be like, uh, just give me your address again. You're at like timeshares. We love them. And you're like, doop, 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 doop. What if the next time they call, you tell them it doesn't matter. Your diploma doesn't mean anything. You're like, let's have a talk here. So you're worried about this diploma. Yeah. But I'm getting the impression that you're totally unemployable. And no matter what you do, What's your major? it's really not going to help. What are you, an art major? Yeah. <laughs> I am an art major. Oh, 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 I am so sorry. I can make that joke because I was a theater major. I was a creative so. writing major, so yeah. Yo. You, you know what you could do? This could be like some Sean Connery... What's that movie where he says, you're the man now, dog? This could be like some some Finding Forrester situation yes. where like, accidentally these people are making their way into your life, but you're like giving them the life advice they needed about like dogs or whatever it is. And, uh, that other book too, The Five People You Meet in Heaven, where it's like, I'm this lady on the street, you helped me once. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That could be... You could be that old lady in heaven. You could be, you could be I, the five people. Just, I might not be able to fix your diploma, but I might be able to fix you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. You should do that. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I really love all of this. Oh, we man. We have big plans for the next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm saying like, like accidental life coach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hitch, but on accident. Yeah. <laughs> is it really this diploma that you need or is it just validation? And maybe it's self-confidence. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, this, this yeah. podcast, I learned so many new life things in this podcast today. We're all the old lady from the street in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like big fish, too. Like, at the end, like, when I, like, as I'm dying, like, everybody who's ever, like, I've ever helped, like, will be there, like, you know, wishing me goodbye and, like, sending me alone. <laughs> Thanks for not getting me that diploma, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. I guess the alternative is you could just dial numbers that are one-off from your number until you get to the diploma hotline. <laughs> oh, so you're the diploma people. Huh? I got a bone to pick with yeah. you, diploma people. <laughs> now, hypothetically, what if actually... The diploma people were just messing with you, and it was actually your phone number that was on the internet for the diploma line. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're going to fuck up with this guy's day. Like, we don't want to answer this I just didn't yeah. read the fine print. <laughs> 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 that would be very much like the state, too. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like there's a real opportunity to turn this around. and <laughs> I haven't read The Secret. 
But if I had, I'd say that this is part of it. <laughs> We've just unlocked it, I think, the secret. <laughs> oh, man. Um, anyway, let's get back to comics and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I did comics. have a question I wanted to ask about... Um, Yes, please. Evil life. Rescue us from the brink of self-indulgence. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fine. Um, so, as far as the evil life, it's, you know, a story about supervillains. Like, who are your go-to, like, supervillains when you need inspiration? Oh. Well, you know, with these characters, what I ended up doing for them, I think they're sort of, like, accent- a little bit subconscious, a little bit purposefully, mashups of just characters that I find interesting. So, I think... You know, it started so long ago that I don't exactly remember what I was going for. But, um, it, you know, I I find Catwoman to be a really fascinating character, especially because I'm not particularly satisfied with the origin that we've been given for her in the past. Mm. Um, so she's very much an influence for what I'm doing with this character, uh, Hester Herman, who's the, the young girl that we meet in the very first chapter. Um, but also... Hester's kind of got like a bit of like a squirrel girl vibe going on too, because these characters aren't necessarily like wholesale evil. They're they're just sort of seen that way by the people around. Of circumstance. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm viewing it. Yeah, I'm like, you know, what if the def- what if the line between supervillain and superhero is much more about you know, the way the people around you are perceiving you rather than the choices you're making yourself. Um, and for me, this character that we met in the second chapter, uh, Gloom, the prince, he's He's very much sort of like, in my eyes, Doctor Doom and Black Panther sort of combined. Because I love the idea of these like secret countries that nobody knows about. I think that's very fun to play with. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so we just we set it in somewhere in the Pacific. It's I don't I don't even know if we even get that much in the description. Um, but I, I don't remember the captions over. But uh, I wanted to toy with this idea of like, you know, uh, these cultures that are at a crossroads between, like, science and magic, which I think is something that happens very much for both, um, for Doom and, and Panther. And, uh, and then for, <laughs> for our character, the, the alien that we meet third, who will be getting a name soon enough, um, that's, I, I was like, you know, I feel like that's kind of one that people have gone to the well for a lot, which is like, what if Superman wasn't really just this, like, kind of, like, studly human looking alien yeah so for me it was very much like superman and venom mixed together so it's like what if you kind of like you you had a temperament like superman but you look like venom like how would people treat you you're still this hideous monster it's yeah. kind of like the whole yeah. premise behind that bright burn movie that i still haven't gotten to see uh like, yeah, it kind of is right yeah like in reverse though like what if you look like superman but you're yeah but you were like venom. venom yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah also yeah in the reverse. <laughs> So for those, I mean, in terms of the characters I find inspiration in, I, I, I don't, I'm not find inspiration in whatever random thing I'm looking at that day, but those were kind of the wells I was pulling from, just as somebody who is very obsessed with the sort of, like, um, superheroes that we've already had, you know. Yeah, yeah. Supervillains that was we've the, already Was had. there ever a supervillain, like, in something that you watched, like, or read, or whatever, that you were like, wow, that's a really fucked up evil guy or girl hmm I'm sure there is who's like especially who's despicable I have my answer already like I'm I I would like to hear yours I feel like I might need a minute Um, so I think that the first time I ever like sat down and was like wow that is one evil bitch Maleficent 
Because literally her whole reasoning, I mean, if you're going by Sleeping Beauty lore and not Maleficent lore, her whole reason for being pissed off, she wasn't fucking invited somewhere. She just yeah, went ape party, shit yeah. and cursed yeah, the baby. Good. So that's, that's like, and she's just fucking scary looking. Like, sca- like, I remember seeing her in the parks and being fucking terrified of her. Like, high ass cheekbones, green skin, like. Um. I will I will uh, follow that up. One kind of property that has been doing villainy in like a different kind of light um, yeah. is um, the show Legion on FX. Yeah. The, like this show is I, I, like going back to the me not liking things like just being really weird for the sake of being weird. This show is so out there, so off the wall and crazy, but it absolutely all works. Um, the way somebody described it to me, and like I think it's the perfect way to kind of describe the show in general, is that it's if David Lynch made a superhero show. Ooh. Yeah. So it, it's it's um, definitely like it definitely requires a lot of you know viewer investment. Like it's not a show you can just casually watch and just have on. Mm-hmm. It um it I mean it takes like I don't want to give it away because the shock of like from season one to it's like through the end of season two, you're viewing a story where you are confident in that you're, you know, you're viewing the story of a protagonist. This is, you know, everything is being done is right and everybody's heroic and everything is great. And then in a split second, somebody's like, well, hey, wait a minute. This is actually this and you're an actually horrible person. Um, You know, we're actually, you know, we're all your friends, but we're going to prevent you, like, for basically destroying the world, uh, you know, you've been the villain this whole time, and it's just like, what, 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 what the, like, you're just like for a minute, like, just totally thrown off. I'm like, oh, I, I just like that's that's I cannot like praise that show enough. Like, it's just, it's so crazy, it's so wild, it's just very abstract, and you know, there's like a dance number every now and again for no reason, and and it's just like I, that, like, it's just it makes you re-examine like what like. I mean, villainy, it makes you re-examine reality itself. Uh, mm. It's just, uh, that's a, that, uh, the way they've been handling, like, the definition of a villain is, uh, is the one that stands out for me. They got one more season? The, right? uh, I don't know if they have one more or if we're in the middle of the last one. That's, I think that's when I, yeah. yeah I, didn't, I just yeah. wasn't sure if it started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it started a couple weeks ago. Like, I think we're, like, right in the middle of the season now, and it's, and yeah, it's. I mean, from each each season, it's just, it's a completely different show each season, and huh. it's just mind bending. Like I don't know, you know, there's no other way to like. That's kind of a cliche way to put it, but yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> it's not. I, it's, I got a question for you about Legion. Yeah, the I only watched the first season. Mm. The the like gross kind of like weird yellow dude that would occasionally. Just kind of like appear in the background really quick. Was that the Shadow King? Yeah, uh, mm. <laughs> it's more complex than that. Yes and no. I mean, you know, the Shadow King is definitely like the big bad um, in the first season, and then kind of, oh God, I don't want to say like roles start reversing and people kind of start like switching, but a little bit. Like, there's gray areas to a lot of what you're seeing. And okay. yeah, that like kind of gets gets kind of expanded in the, at the like at the very end of season two, you get hit with all this. Um, 
to the point where, like, I remember reading the AV Club review at the time being like, I don't know if Legion is, like, uh, like strong enough show, like, writing-wise to deal with all of, like, the stuff that's opening up right now, but um, it, it's been doing it pretty good so far. So, yeah, I, I recommend, like, it, it's a, it, it is a very tough show to watch. I, I will say that. Um, just because, like I said, it, it requires a lot of, you know, buy-in on, on, on part of the viewer. Yeah. So I, I think I thought of my answer to this. Yeah. I just remember there was this Disney. They used to do like the wide world of Disney when I on Sunday nights when I was a little kid. Yeah. And I remember the first villain that really kind of like messed me up was this dude, Mr. Boogity. I knew you were Oh my that. God, this is Chris's favorite thing to talk this about. This comes up like every couple of months. I didn't know that because he's so grody, right? Yes. It was like a, it was like a Freddy Krueger for kids. Yeah, that's a good point. It kind of was. Yeah, he would like come, pop out and yell like "boogity boogity boo" and like shoot some magic yeah. shit at you or something. And like, yeah, yeah, that that movie terrified me when I was a kid. So it was it was like good kid scary. You know what's interesting, by the way? I don't know what your library system is like, but we have our, our public library network out here, both in Long Beach and Los Angeles. They got um a hoopla, which is it's like a you know like an audiobook ebook like like borrowing platform but they also have movies on there and they have that whole weird disney catalog oh, so mr really? boogity um condor man if you remember that one i do remember that yeah yeah and like all the that, that stuff uh, there's something called fuzz bucket which was like very legendary among my cousins I um that was really weird. mr boogity might still be on youtube and it's entire. i'm pretty sure it is it. I, that sounds like something that could definitely be the case to me our uh to tie in our kind of podcasting you know multiverse here our, our friend Ken Reed, uh, who was on not that long ago, we, we I think we mentioned yeah. this. We also mentioned the the, the Nick Marino email uh, uh, like adventures, like uh, just offhand at Shut one up, point. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you guys are tying into each other un- unbeknownst, but he, he did an entire special about Mr. Boogity on his podcast. It's the shared universe. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Boogity, and then I think as I became an adult. The villain that I found to be especially despicable, um, but then also still kind of has her own interesting motivations too. In Grant Morrison's new X Men, uh, Cassandra Nova, I thought was just a really good, yeah, that's gut punch villain because it's just it's it's just immediate and it's really brutal. And I thought that that was it's, it's sort of an undeniable villainy where other characters tend to have maybe more shades to them. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's uh, I've been meaning to reread that series. Like, I have a feeling like that's going to play into whatever, like, the Marvel Universe iteration of the X Men is going to be. Um, you know, it definitely could because they haven't even touched on that character yet, have they? Not once in any of the. No, none of the movies, yeah. Yeah, none of that other stuff. Oof. Did, didn't that stuff seem cool when it started? What, what happened? <sighs> yeah, like. <laughs> Oh man, I, I, you know I don't know. Like there were, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, and from what I understand, I'm not missing a whole lot. I wouldn't I wouldn't sweat it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can if you want. It's not going to give you closure if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, like I I, I feel like I'm going to have the same reaction to that movie that I had when we saw Amazing Spider-Man two, and like I, I right. mean, you know I I outright hated that movie, but at the same time, the thing that really 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 pissed me off was like walking out thinking 
because of this, we are not going to get a good version of what this could have been until like another series of like reboots, maybe like a decade, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. They got You gotta let wait for like the the remembrance to sort of wash away a bit before you can get those villains again or some of those themes again with that character. Yeah. Yeah, and it's this this That's is true. the second time that they've done this with Dark Phoenix. Like, yeah, you, you boned us on X Men Three. Did you know it was the same writer both times? What? Yeah, <laughs> they it was Simon Kimberg both times. He just rewrote X Three. Oh, what the fuck? Terrible. Yeah, um, I think sad for them. They should have just ended it with Logan. That would have been the ultimate perfect yeah, ending honestly, for their cinematic universe. It would have been graceful. It was Academy nominated. It you was know, a like ending point too. I mean, the whole the yeah. whole point of the story was closure and ending out that cycle. You know what? Yeah. We're here. Let's go out on a high note. Like, yeah. And there was like, just. Uh, sorry, yeah. I was say, there was like talk of them like for a little while. They were just going to outright. Even they had both been shot, uh, outright scrap, both Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. Okay. Yeah, and like I was kind of like New Mutants like was kind of like holding my attention for a while because they were describing it as like a horror movie and it would be different than like your typical superhero movie. So I'm like, all right, that you know, uh, the, the amount of times it's been delayed and reshot or whatever, I'm not you know optimistic about it at this point. But I, I really, really wanted them to cancel Dark Phoenix, and nope, they're they putting that movie out no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I don't know, man, they just they really miscalculated with that. Or they just didn't care. Yeah, could have been a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even with the New Mutants thing, like, the idea sounds nice, but Logan set up such an incredible what could have been a New Mutant story at the end of it. Yeah, and, But it doesn't seem like they really... Yeah, <laughs> just just follow those kids. Like that'd be those are the, half of them already were characters from the New Mutants. You know, it's like just use them, but oh, they're a mess. Whatever. Who, who even knows? Fox. <laughs> yeah, very very messy over there. Oh man, um, I don't. Uh... So if I do my job right, by the time you finish reading the Evil Life and Laserbird, you'll be saying the same thing about them. You'll be like. God, it seemed so good when it started, didn't it? And you'd be like, how did it all go so wrong? <laughs> Nick, what happened? <laughs> and then and then who will be the super villain then? It'll be me. Because I tricked you into reading them. <laughs> and that's when that's when Nick Marino from Ohio <laughs> reveals himself as the man who's been pulling the strings behind the scenes the whole time. Oh my god. Bless. <laughs> oh. Ohio Nick Marino. <laughs> It gets confusing, you know, with them because I think they're a legacy of Nick Marino's. Oh, I think man. the dad and the kid both have the same name. So now he has like this entitled Nick Marino birthright like feeling. <laughs> it's confusing though because on the internet you can only determine so much about somebody. So I'm not completely sure if it's the dad and the kid, but I think it is. But then I'm not totally sure if the dad is one guy or if the dad. There's also this Nick Marino who. Do you remember that website, CD Baby? CD Baby. That. that does sound familiar, and I don't know why. It was a way you could like, yeah, right. It, it, it was not, and <laughs> it it was like um, you know, before SoundCloud or whatever, you would upload your songs to CD Baby, but instead of people being able to stream them completely, they could stream a few of them, but then they would have to buy the CD from CD Baby if they wanted to get it. And then there's this Nick Marino who just you know, graphic design is his passion, if you know what I mean, and he did up the covers. <laughs> To his albums in, in glorious style, and uh, and recorded. I don't know. Like he had like twenty albums on CD Baby, 
and I think he might be the dad of the kid who likes to flagrantly use my email, but I'm not totally sure. <laughs> I haven't Sherlock this to fan yet. You, like, it's, it's a whole thing. Can, like, hold on a second. Like, CD Baby, did they not realize they were, like, sitting on, like, the way of the future? Like, you can stream a couple of songs, but you need to buy this physical CD that we're going to send you. <laughs> I think... I think they knew they were, yeah. but their site design is so bad that nobody ever took them seriously. <laughs> and I don't know how they've managed to do it, but I'm pretty sure they're still around looking almost exactly the same as they have for the past 20 years. That's probably more like 15, honestly. But 15 is not, that would not be an exaggeration if that were the case. Yeah, in internet years, that's like 100. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, like I said, I don't want to keep you here all night. Uh, tell the folks where we can get at the... Uh Get out the new stuff. Well, you can send your you can send your spam to Nick Marino at Gmail. <laughs> Please continue using. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm on Twitter as at Nick Marino, which also was a bad choice when I made it, because now that's led to its own hijinks. But I'm too stubborn to change it. <laughs> so occasionally I get some tweets for Nick Marino's from his baseball team, or uh, sometimes people think I'm this this journalist Nick Marino. And this one guy tweeted at me publicly, like, hey, it's been so long since we hung out, we got to catch up. And I was like, wow, this guy didn't even look at my profile first. Really did he? Has, it feels like it's been my whole life since we've hung out. <laughs> yeah. It really has been that long. Um, but you can find me there. And my website is nickmarino.net. And if you hit up either the website or the Twitter, uh, you're going to find the evil life and the laser bird. And hopefully it will delight you the way that they have delighted me. <laughs> and hopefully we have uh, delighted your uh, you know, audio canals uh, over the past uh, hour. You have delighted my audio canals. <laughs> um, it is always a pleasure talking to you, man. Thank you so much for coming by. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me about this stuff. It's Chris, man, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Every time. Always fun. And, uh, and I, I, thanks for reading the stuff and, and tell me what you thought about it. It's, it's nice to hear feedback on stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, man, that's absolutely. just been on your plate for so long, you know, without a lot of people seeing it. So, um, I hope that both of these comics are very entertaining for you guys when you, <laughs> you get to see the full thing. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been thank you from the evil lair. I'm Seamart or Chris or whoever I am feeling like today. Uh, I'm undies of Wendy, Amanda. Whatever. <laughs> and thanks again to uh, Nick Marino for joining us. Yay! <laughs> Where's my diploma?